Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to our 22nd episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, we have Moth Collective, a multi-award-winning animation studio based in London. After meeting at the Royal College of Art, they formed in 2010 to share a collective passion for all things drawn. Moth has collaborated with clients such as The Guardian, The New York Times, and Ray-Bans, and have won numerous awards in the industry, including the D&AD Graphite Pencil, ABC Young Guns Award, and a YCN Professional Award. Today I talked to all three of the founding members, Daniel, Dave, and Margot. We'll chat about the early days of the collective, their team dynamics, the conflict between art and business, and we'll dive into a couple of their favorite projects. I'm excited to get into all this and more on this week's episode of Animalators. All right, well, here we have, I, I'm so very excited to have all of uh, the founders of Moth Collective with us today. Uh, they are uh, all co-founders and designer directors, so uh, there, there are three of you. Guys, if you wouldn't mind, just real quick, uh, just introducing yourself, just a name, and, and we'll, we'll get rolling. Uh, hi, I'm Margo. I'm Dave. And Daniel. Well, each episode, we kind of like to start with uh, each individual stories, but for the first time, we have multiple of you. So I guess let's start with how was Moth Collective started? Where did you guys meet? Uh, well, we met at the uh, Royal College of Art in London. Um, we were all studying a MA in animation there. Um, came from sort of relatively similar backgrounds. Uh, Dave and Margot, more illustration focused, and I uh, was more animation and um, yeah, I think it kind of all started between the two years when Dave and I did a music video together um, for Ninja Tune Records. Yeah, that's buried quite deep on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's very deep, but that's kind of where... I it, really like it. Oh, thanks, <laughs> sweet. Um, but yeah, I guess that was kind of the, the first time we'd worked together. And then, you know, we'd worked with Margot on lots of workshops and projects in the RCA and it, you know I think it felt you know it f sort of felt natural to work together and we you know we kind of discussed the possibilities of continuing it after after the RCA yeah yeah I think we had all, all had a similar sensibility in our approach to projects and sort of the stories we wanted to tell and also we were the youngest so I think we felt mm -hmm. sort of just holding, on to, <laughs> holding on to each other yeah I guess we were probably the only ones that had gone straight to a master's course, but had not taken some time after a BA to freelance. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was kind of just set up initially as, it was just a website, really. We just kind of pulled our work together, um, came up with the name. Uh, yeah, I think it's about the time that Vimeo mm -hmm. was launching, or just after it had launched. Uh, so we're quite excited about using that as a, platform to put you know put everything together and then we just sort of left it be uh, without anyone really knowing what moth what was going to happen was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just printed off some uh, printed off some business cards for the graduation <laughs> show and then uh, yeah that was, that was it really <laughs> so you guys were already moth collective at rca yeah, yeah right at the end right, right at the, the end yeah we could have we could have been uh, Laser Fist if Dave and I had had our way. Oh, Laser yeah. Fist, the name that almost was. Could you imagine <laughs> the work we'd be making now? <laughs> there was Laser Fist and there was Hench as well. Yeah, um, Hench was good. And I said no, and it didn't happen. <laughs> so, Margot, was Moth, was Moth Collective your idea then? Yeah. Yep, it was. And it was actually. Now, we were actually thinking about the other week. We're like, oh, God, we're, we're another... We're another animal. Yeah, really. <laughs> so many animals. <laughs> giant ant, moth collective. Hey, that's, that's good company to be in. So, so many animals. Yeah, but why is everybody... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you guys enjoy R RCA? I mean, obviously, it's, it's where you guys met and where you guys kind of uh, learned to work together. Um, and, and I'm assuming you were able to learn a lot from each other and, and from the other students there. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the key the key thing about the RCA, which is learning from it's each not, other, I think. Yeah, it's not driven by the teaching, it's driven by sort of curating a group that sort of works well together and mm. informs each other. 
Yeah, and it's, I actually went to the, um, the recent uh, show and it's amazing to see how, you know, you can see how the students' work feeds into each other and, you know, there was a lot with kind of like similar... Themes in their work. Similar and, themes and kind of, it, yeah. you know, and not in like a negative way, just interesting to see how the group... Works as a team almost. As yeah, a, even though they're all very sort of individual, you know, they're all trained to be individual directors and animators, but it's kind of interesting to see how that group dynamic works. And I think that was... That was what was really great about the RCN. I think, you know, probably the years afterwards, you kind of realise how great it was. Mm. But during having the time, the luxury <laughs> of having two years to develop a film is, yeah, a luxury we don't have anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, we we were also lucky. I think we were in a wonderful year with a lot of great people. Um, and Mikey, please, Mikey, and please, and tears. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we just all. Uh, no, we were all really good friends. We worked with each other since then. So, yeah, it was, it was lucky to be in a good group. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we all stayed in touch and we were kind of all based near each other. Uh, Round the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really nice. And the nature of animation is going to be collaborative at some point anyway. So just working as a team was great and something we can carry on after the RCA. Yeah, that's maybe why we formed Off Collective, just so we could just... Yeah, just trying to keep the, the RCA <laughs> ne- never graduate. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> That's true. So at at that time of graduation, how were you guys kind of able to transition into? Um, I guess the work that you're doing now. I mean that 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 can be a tough transition coming out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've you've now got to make some kind of income, right? I mean, making making animation. So how were you able to make that transition from school uh, to full time work? Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a six-year journey, really. Um, yeah, we didn't rush it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't <laughs> our choice. We didn't rush it, and we didn't plan it as well. So, we, moth is something that happened very organically. Um, we didn't have a perception from the beginning of what was going to happen to us. <laughs> yeah, I think all we knew is we wanted to keep working together. We wanted to do yeah. nice projects and. It was just going to be a platform for that. So we would continue. So Dan and Margot were freelancing uh, elsewhere in London. I was uh, working as director at Studio AK. And Moth was something we continued... On the side. On the side. And so, yeah, I guess it feels that because we weren't trying to put every project through Moth Collective, we could sort of curate it and be specific that maybe, yeah... That was part of it, of why we're able to be a studio now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could be very selective about what we did together, and, th- and that, um, yeah, created a portfolio of work that we really liked. Um, and then the, the more the more projects we did, the more projects came to us. Up to the point two years ago, where we said, okay, actually, let's let's stop freelancing. And specifically, one year ago, we're like, let's let's be a full time studio. I think we really needed that time, like, uh, you yeah. know, Dave directing at AKA and Mark and I were sort of directing as freelancers and working as animators. And that, that kind of allowed us to have that transition from being like, you know, animation or to directors from the RCA <laughs> to, you People know, design directors. <laughs> and also that those, those five years of um, working for other people in freelancing just fed us with a lot of... Um, um, I can't speak English. Just technical, <laughs> like technical skills, really, yeah, because exactly. I guess at the RCA... A lot of experience that we could bring into the studio afterwards. Yeah. Just stole other people's ideas. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just technical experience, but also seeing how uh, producing works as well. You know, when you're freelancing in studios, you can hear around what's going on, how producers handle projects, and then you think, ah, okay, that's, mm. that's how they do it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. and pipelines and just how a studio works really I think and we got that from all different angles seeing freelancing at different studios and working at different studios yeah exactly so obviously in in the meantime in in all this time you guys have put together a fantastic body of work and we'll get back to that in a little bit but I'm curious what is kind of your setup now are you guys have a studio space together or uh, what's kind of your team situation look like is it just the three of you are there more um, yeah. I wish you could see us right now. It's a really hot <laughs> studio at the minute. 
like, yeah, right. all red, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a studio in uh, East London in a place called London Fields. Um, we've been here a couple of years now. Yeah, and I mean, it's, we, we've always worked with a lot of freelancers over the years and we've had a lot of great um, interns as well. And I think at the moment, the team is the three of us, design directors, uh, Ivor Ashton, who's our producer, he came on in November. Yep. And uh, Esther Rossi is our wonderful intern at the moment. And we've got, um, we're actually hiring a full time animator very soon. So wow. we're kind of, we're in a very sort of state of uh... tentatively <laughs> expanding. Yeah. But it, and it always feels really scary when we take another person on. It's like, yeah. Is it the right time, isn't it? But it, I yeah, I guess every. Every studio goes through those kind of yeah. first tentative steps. Yeah. Making those how, how do you know when it's the right time? I might be asking for myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't. We just yeah. we just go for it. We just risk it. <laughs> I think when you're too busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you know oh we, we got the you know we got Ivor in ultimately because we just couldn't manage you know design directing and producing the projects. Yeah. And kind of managing the studio and it just you know we had a real horrible summer last year where we yeah. just just working our asses off and. You know, it was it was great. Getting it was also just really tough. It's invaluable though, knowing how to produce and project manage for all of us to know that while we're, you know, know the hassle it can be. We're not sheltered from it as directors and designers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was great that we could do it for years before getting someone in our team. Now we can just laugh at Ivor. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it again. <laughs> Well, before we were kind of rolling on on the air, I guess, as as they say, you you had mentioned the kind of transition that you're making then between uh, being a collective and and being a studio. Do you you guys see, do you guys, are you going to become Moth Studio at some point? Or um, could you talk a little bit about that transition? Yeah. Technically, we are already Moth Studio. Yeah. It just doesn't sound quite just, as nice. We just kept the we collective the in the name. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the domain, yeah. Um, no, yeah, we, we are a studio, and I think that's how we're presented in our website as well, that we are an animation yeah. studio. Um, yeah. But it is interesting. I think we do, we do get a lot of emails from agencies and potential clients that like are a bit confused about exactly yeah. who we are and what we yeah. do. <laughs> Which is funny, I think maybe that's something we've got to iron out. I don't know, I think a bit of mystique's good. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um, but I guess we have, well we've kind of updated the website now, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Like we've removed, uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're having a more sort of unified presentation now as a studio. Um, yeah. But I guess ultimately for us there's not a huge difference between when we were a collective and now apart from that we're just all in the same room at the same time well yeah but i think the sort of work we're at, we're after doing more commercial work and sort of expanding what what we're known for doing I yeah is uh is one of the most i don't know focused things we need to be for for people not maybe familiar with your work what would you say like at the beginning you you kind of focused on and then how has that focus broadened hmm um, in the beginning, I think we were focusing, as we said, on doing projects that we were all passionate about. So someone might approach us, um, and someone could have approached us for a project that the, the, the concept was interesting. There was a lot of creative freedom and we would say, okay, let's, let's take this to moth, um, possibly as well. Also not very big budgets in the beginning. We thought, okay, it's it's just worth doing it because creatively it's going to be very interesting. But now that we operate as a studio, of course, we still do these projects, but we have to be a bit more careful about how many we take of them per year. Um, and we just have to switch a bit to more of a business mind, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, think a bit more about, yeah, how to take projects on that allow us to run as a company and then uh, use those funds to then also do the projects that we really want to do and we're passionate about. Yeah, and I guess, um, you know, ultimately we have learned that putting out, as I think Margot mentioned earlier, you, you know, if you put out a load of kind of um, charity-based, hand-drawn projects, those projects are going to come back to <laughs> back you, to like you. more of those. And I think we're kind of aware of, you know, seeing what's coming in over the last year. We're just keen to sort of start broadening our output. Yeah, um, definitely. 
so we've been working a bit more with CGI and doing some more commercial projects. And, you know, I think that's something we want to explore more. And mm. Yeah, just not getting pigeonholed and keeping it interesting for ourselves, really. Like, we're all individual artists and want to keep evolving and trying new things. And we're looking, yeah, for those projects to, to be able to do that with. So, I mean, you all come from uh, a very artistic background. I think, I mean, all, all of you are, are artists in, in your own right. But obviously, as you start to form a studio, and, and even in the early days as a collective, you're also a business. Um, mm. Could you talk a little bit about maybe the, the conflict between um, being an artist and also being a business person and, and a business owner? And, and maybe talk about some of the struggles and, and some of the things you've learned along the way. Uh, well, so I guess, then. I guess probably the way just we're not. Bu- I don't know. We're, we're terrible business artists. That's yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah probably the honest answer. Yeah, but you should I, probably read a book about uh, how to make a business that, plan. That's how you get good at business. I think. I think you need to read that book. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's it's through learning, and it, I mean it's through making mistakes really that we've learned <laughs> what to do right and what not to do, and. But I see what you mean about that kind of, you know, it's hard to be both, I don't know, an artist and then also a business owner. How do you kind of... Just learn to compromise, I guess, in mm. some ways with some projects or... Mm. Yeah, which is hard for us. I think we are, sometimes we do kind of reflect on how difficult we can be to work with sometimes because we're so sort of precious about some projects and, you know, mm. we have a lot of fights. <laughs> Internally. Internally <laughs> and also with clients so you know it usually ends on on good terms but you know there's always that moment in a project where we feel really strongly about something and and i think that's probably the the artist side of this sure. yeah. yeah what are, where, where are some ways that that conflict um shows up most often i think usually actually it's kind of usually more in a storytelling sense isn't it yeah because that that to us is the most important bit that if a story doesn't work then the film is not going to work. It doesn't matter how well animated or designed it is. If the story is weak, then it, we're, it, yeah, we're quite upset. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we throw away around a little bit in the script sort of developing stage. Mm-hmm. And we just like to, yeah, battle for what? What we think, what we think is strong. Yeah, which I guess any good studio should do. And I think, you know, obviously everyone has that experience of, you know, someone has a specific message they want to get across and actually your primary concern is making the best film you can. And sometimes there's conflict between those things. And I guess it's the, a similar conflict between being an artist and a business owner is how do you just finding the right balance? Mm -hmm. I'd love to, you you mentioned a little bit, just kind of the, the developmental stage of, of your guys' process. I'd love to talk a little bit about that and uh, your process in, in creating the work that you guys do, and, and especially in regard to uh, the way that you guys kind of a- approach it as a team. And um, so maybe starting in pre-production, how do you guys kind of, at the beginning of a project, um, kind of begin that process, and, and how much of it's together, how much of it's individual? When we get a script through, um, I think the important thing for us is that we all sit together in the beginning and we brainstorm together and we come up with some ideas so that we're all on the same page and we share the same vision. Um, and then we might go and start doing some designs individually and then see and then combine them and see how we can bring them together. <laughs> You're looking at me very quizzically, Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I think we, we did a little talk about this recently about how yeah, about collaboration. collaboratively and I don't think any one project you know there's not one way to do it or it, every project yeah. seems to have a different way of collaborating depends on like how busy we are at the time so if we are busy maybe one of us will project manage a project or depending on what's been referenced that person might lead the design but we always sort of feed into the designs of each other's and ask each other for feedback or just lend a hand here here and there and I think that's something we're trying to sort of curate with Moth is to have this sort of like homogenized Moth voice, voice <laughs> yeah. between all of our brains um, yeah I guess so like someone looks at the work and they can't necessarily say, oh, I can, that's Dave's, that's Margot's, or that's Dan's. It's more yeah. like, oh, that's Moth. 
and yeah. that you know that that's the ultimate goal and I, you know and there's certain projects that lend themselves more to a person's individual yeah absolutely. approach but yeah you can't always force it but yeah no that's something i was i was really wondering because looking at your work I mean, to me, it all it it does have that voice. It 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 all seems like it came from, you know, that that same place. But obviously, I, I imagine that you both have individual styles, and you you also have your own individual voices. Um, do you find that maybe over the period and then over the course of working together, that your styles and and voice have kind of merged and come together, or is it truly like just that unique combination of all all three of your voices kind of combined? I'm I'm sure it's a, a mix of both, but. Yeah, it's hard to pin down, isn't it? I mean, we, yeah, we do fight a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, things get thrown around the studio. And, <laughs> um, it's just Dan throwing we, stuff to us. Bruised. Um, I think we're still, you know, we're still working on it. It's, I mean, the studio to us is also very new. So we're still, I think we're always going to be working on this and kind of developing a, a, a voice. Yeah. <laughs> or one I think voice, it's good to be like sort of nervous of what the other guys are going to think or yeah. you know, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see how that dynamic hasn't really changed over the years. We're still, we, we still, still have our own voices and we yeah. um, respect each other's decisions and that's yeah, opinions and yeah. Most of the time. And if like one person tell <laughs> 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 <Zella> a wink. <laughs> yeah, it, it works. I think I think that kind of refers to the, the the gif we prepared for you actually. Oh yeah, how so? Kind of like, right? One body, two heads. <laughs> the hive mind. <laughs> uh, but I think yeah, it, in becoming a studio and everything, we don't want maybe just one individual sort of style. We want to know, be known for this sort of approach to projects and the sort of projects we're dealing with and. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, if you look at a studio, it's not necessarily one individual voice. It could be a sort of a few different voices that are all pointing in the same direction. Yeah, that sounds good, Dave. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody should write that down, right? (laughs) To sum up, it's, you know, uh, of course, the the look of what we do, we always try to combine our styles. But as I said, what's most important to us is that the we we really agree on the ideas and on the direction of things and that's a thing what gives projects this one voice hopefully yeah and just it, you know with us bringing Jen on is uh, yeah I guess that's an example of us sort of expanding on what we do uh, she's a uh, there's a, her aesthetic sort of fits what we do here and also her storytelling so it's like bringing someone who, someone on who's like a designer, sort of director character, and allowing them to work with us to sort of grow with us. And but she's an individual as well, so yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how things. That's Jen Zeng. Yeah, just yeah. graduated yeah. from uh, Kingston. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Um, she was our intern last summer uh, for a month. Yeah, and then yeah, this year she graduated, sent us her film through, and we're like, great. <laughs> so one thing i was i was kind of wondering is i I generally try and ask everyone maybe what they're learning right now like what they're trying to grow in and i also guess collectively do you guys is this something you guys talk about like um i know sometimes at at our studio we get to the end of each project and we go through things that we you know wish were better or things that that we need to work on do you guys um I don't know, do you guys talk about like where you guys want to go and maybe some um, things that you, you guys wish that you were better at and you're trying to strive um, to do more of or, or, or do in a better way? Ooh, that's a big question. <laughs> blender. Blender, uh, yeah. that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Everyone's got one to blender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's become like a, an inside joke yeah. in the studio. Just do it in Blender. Or just do it in just Blender. In blender. <laughs> Great bit of software, guys. <laughs> Great. It's open source. Uh, yeah, I mean, on a, on a sort of technical thing, we are learning a little bit of CGI. Very cool. Is that all? Are all of you kind of taking the plunge into 3D in that way? No, I'm, I'm never ever <laughs> gonna do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a grandma with things like that. Yeah, but not like you know, just as a device to help us visualize things and. 
accent sort of the work that we're doing already not as mm-hmm. like a, yeah yeah and i guess we're trying to sort of transition off uh sort of frame by frame photoshop animation which we do a lot and you know we're trying out some new techniques and things all the time but i, th- I think probably in terms of learning always at the end of the project it's like right organization <laughs> <laughs> and i think it has improved definitely since since i've joined us since we've had someone kind of managing us as a, mm. as more of a team we've got um, to learn that way i think yeah organization and communication as well yeah communicating more about what we feel yeah. works and doesn't work like in the beginning and every day action on a day-to-day basis instead of a end of the week basis True. and that that yeah, that's our new thing. Meeting yeah. every day. Yeah. Twelve thirty meetings. <laughs> and on a bigger, bigger scale, I guess learning how to incorporate some of our own personal projects or things we really want to do into this uh, full-time studio, and how yeah, how do we make space for that? Oh, nice. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. What are what are those those kind of projects like? Well, it's funny. I think we were in Annecy recently. We were kind of just it kind of came up and it's not something we'd properly discussed before. You know, you know, it's, things have come up, but we'd never, and I think everyone had sort of slightly different ideas about what they wanted to pursue, which is, which is great. And I think we kind of, you know, discussed this plan that we need to sort of present ideas to each other and, you know, kind of one person really try and drive something through and then we collaborate on it, you know, as later down the line. Are these things like short films or? Yeah. Short film series and a feature film. <laughs> those things <laughs> oh nice you guys you guys working on a feature film we've we're pitching well we're sort of developing something with a composer friend oh no way that's awesome i can't yeah. wait <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how much we can say yeah no yeah, no, kind of, no, no pressure no pressure this kind of doesn't fit into a normal model of a feature film okay yes uh, Ooh, um, very mysterious yeah, kind of, i'm excited it's like fantasia that we're basically getting around oh. there Um, yeah but i think that is a really interesting challenge for us is how you know obviously we've talked about oh we're trying to be a studio get commercial projects get Mm -hmm. new people in run a studio and like how you fit in those personal projects and you know the stuff that everyone wants to do which is like your own Mm. i don't know personal projects and and that's actually one of the things probably one of the challenges that we need to face right now which is um it's been quite hard to to work on a personal project or a film while running the studio um so maybe that's probably that's our challenge for the next year of how how do we organize ourselves to Mm. find time every week or i don't know specific time to work on the film or the series or whatever we want to do while running the studio but i think maybe we don't have that urge too much to make a film i mean we do right but now. like yeah. a lot of the projects we've been doing such as the new york times yeah. piece modern love and the guardian piece were both sort of like two short films mm. exactly. in themselves anyway and we got to lot the freedom in that was yeah, yeah. Was a lot yeah. Of yeah. so i think we sort of scratching that itch a little bit by doing yeah, those true. projects and yeah, because yeah, we been... love doing those projects. So it's kind of yeah. Yeah. felt like making our own short film, which is good. These projects are like a combination of commercial, well, if you can call them commercial, so commissioned, so projects for a client, but it also allow you to be very creative. Um, so it's, a, it's quite a perfect combination for us. Yeah. We were talking about like a Friday fun day, <laughs> where we have every Friday just to do fun stuff. Haven't had one. <laughs> Something. It also, it also happens that Fridays are also like delivery Deadline days. Day. Yeah, yeah, so it just doesn't work out. Uh, totally. We still have beers though. Yeah, yeah we have fun. <laughs> so I love, I mean, you, you just mentioned you were kind of, you know, the, the projects that you've done for New York Times and like Last Job on Earth and, and even Planet Under Pressure. And, and, and a lot of these are... I don't know. Yeah, like you said, they're very narrative. They're very um, kind of film driven, um, like 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 they are a short film. Um, are these stories that you guys are kind of just you're you're presented with a concept and and you're just kind of allowed to run loose with a story, or how how does that how do those projects typically unfold? They were both 
a little different, I think. But the Guardian one, we were asked to pitch on it and given sort of 24 hours to pitch. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was really intense. It was an intense 24 so, hours, yeah. Yeah, so we stayed up all night and then ran to the Guardian the next day to pitch it in person. And <laughs> Looking terrible. Looking <laughs> <laughs> haggard. Oh, that's that cool. amazing. You guys got to pitch in person, great. though. That was, that's cool. Is that something you guys do often? No, we haven't done it that often. It was actually probably one of the first times. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, yeah. It was great, actually. Yeah, that made us realize how important it is to pitch in person and just be there and be able to talk to someone through your pitch. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think what's like sold us to them was the fact that we were sort of disheveled filmmakers rather than <laughs> you know business. <laughs> I think we might sort of <laughs> it's part of the brand. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, exactly. It's part of the brand. Um, but no, I think the Guardian they they had a script that did have a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't have said it was our story, but I think we, we kind of worked closely with them to shape it and to basically I, like cut it in half. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, even less, more than, than half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like this is this is too long. <laughs> if you wanted to get it done, you need to you need to chop it. <laughs> we want a fifteen-minute film, and we have two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Um, but that's yeah, that's an ideal situation where we can get in there and work and edit the script. Uh, the beginning and it was great because they trusted us and we uh, argued for things that we thought were, hmm. would work better yeah. we did yeah. push a lot for certain things that we thought were going to work better and yeah it was really nice that they they just let us do it in the end yeah <laughs> what did you guys bring to the table in that first kind of 24 hours in that pitch in that pitch uh, uh, we had, <laughs> we had stills, <laughs> character sheets um we actually enthusiasm. Did. So we did like a we actually did like a first round and send that off yeah. at kind of two AM. Three, three hours. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. And then just carried on working anyway and then obviously got feedback in the morning that uh, the character was like totally wrong. So we had to kind of change the whole thing. But it was it was fun. I yeah, it was it. fun. It was it was we like working actually and you know, we always curse when we have situations like that, but then kind of really helps actually yeah, to have this really tight deadline and like <laughs> this hectic mess around the studio and people shouting <laughs> it, but I think, it somehow works <laughs> honestly I think it was just enthusiasm that we brought to it like yeah. we turned around a lot of work quite quickly we went and then pitched it in person I think they were just like we yeah, showed how cute. Yeah. How long did you guys have for that? Yeah, uh, and for those, I, I should have said this earlier, but for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's called The Last Job on Earth, uh, The Guardian. It's on Moth Collective's Vimeo. Uh, they got a Vimeo staff pick for it. Uh, it's beautiful and fantastic. You should go watch it right now before keep going because it's it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, sorry. Back to my question. How how long did you guys? How long was your turnaround time on it? Because I think it's what almost three minute animation. Yeah, it was. It came. We, the, the pitch was kind of the day before Christmas Christmas Eve oh. or something crazy it's like the 23rd probably yeah. and then I think we had six weeks from when we came back from the Christmas break gotcha so, right yeah it's about six weeks yeah. so poor Dave had to work over his Christmas a bit because Mark and I were away but um, <laughs> best Christmas present ever guys <laughs> um, and then as soon as we got in we got a team of three freelancers, probably. Did we have three people working with us? Yeah, you had Claudio uh, on it, who was uh, on on right. a, a yeah. few episodes ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. right, Claudio. Yeah, we, you know, for that uh, project, the, the budget was, you know, big enough that we could bring in kind of exactly who we wanted to bring in. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know, I guess that's one of those things we've learned over the years, which is just like identifying. Who's, the right people for the project. Yeah. Like, who's that better than us? Your time. <laughs> who's better than us at a certain thing? Let's get them in for that thing. Then, yeah, exactly. well, you guys had mentioned that you were kind of diving into to Blender, and there is some really interesting and unique kind of 3D worked into these um, kind of beautifully illustrated um, shots. Could you talk a little bit about that combination? That was Claudia. <laughs> that was Maya. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we like utilizing 3D in that in that way to bring an environment to life, but it was kind of uh, yeah. I guess it was just trying to do those things that isn't possible in After Effects, and you know, because it, it was such a short 
in the time given as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We almost didn't have a choice. (laughs) I think we stuck to tools that we knew would work. Um, We knew Claudia could, you know, nail some of those 3D things. Like we, you know, we wanted a lot of perspective in there and and depth to the shots. But I think that's it. We wouldn't use 3D unless the story required it and it was very cinematic. So, Mm -hmm. you know, certain camera moves, we, we wanted something that was a bit more dramatic. Sure. Yeah, we just tried to push it. Yeah. Mm. But I guess coming back to your question, New York Times worked slightly differently in that... Yeah, we we were the ones who approached them, actually. Um, so we just, yeah, we, we, we emailed um, Nicholas van der Kolk, the, um, the series producer, and we asked if we could make a modern love film for them. And he replied and he said... Uh, yeah, there's actually a slot for the next one. You've got six weeks to do it. Oh, wow. Are you up for it? Yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, what did we get ourselves into? Yeah. We're like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Send us a script. Um, and he sent us this beautiful script um, that um, he had uh, recorded um, by this woman, Nicolina. I cannot say her surname. <laughs> it's a, yeah, her name is in the credits of the film, um, and yeah, it was it was it was a beautiful story, beautiful recording. And again, he pretty much said to us, "Just do do whatever you want." Wow. Um, yeah, and I think we sort of recognised in that project that the story and kind of emotional uh, pull of it is so strong that we, you know, almost could have done. You know, not not to not to put the visuals down. Like you almost could do anything; and it would yeah. still be great. Yeah. But you know, I yeah. Think- but it's it's the narration and the story are so strong that make that piece work so well. Even if there was a short turnaround, and a lot of the a lot of the animation is very minimal, so we concentrated on um, nice design and then kept the animation for the really important bits that needed to be punctuated uh, by f- really fluid movement. Um, yeah, I guess it was just it just called for for the you know visuals to really support mm-hmm. the story exactly. rather than try and be this like overpowering flashy or anything. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I think what that project uh, showed us and what we keep telling to some clients actually that come to us, got a lot of people come to us and say you oh, know so many <laughs> so many you know we want basically modern love and we're like well. You can't have that because you don't have that script and you don't have that performance. So it's not, you know, sound and performance is 50% of a film. And that's what we try to yeah. tell yeah, people. You want to tell a story about your trucking business. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get that. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that was a great collaboration for us to collaborate with a great producer, a great writer, um, a great institution. Um, planets aligned yeah yeah it was it was it was really good and again very you know six weeks schedule or less i think it was like five weeks uh very hectic a lot of a lot of late nights and weekends but then yeah just worked quick decisions quick decisions decisions. yeah um and i love that you guys reached out to them you guys made it happen is that something you guys do often i think we're just a big fan of the series Mm. and I think we wanted to take something on that, again, was a bit more like a short film or something, so why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is something we've done a lot, actually, I think. No. No, no. We're no. actually quite sort of... It was kind of like a light bulb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we actually met him uh, last week. He was over in London, Nicholas. Oh, no way. Yeah, so we had, a, had an interesting day with him. I think we're all big fans of Levin Radio as well, his sort of podcast. His podcast. So. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you guys should check that out mm-hmm. if you haven't. I should. I, I have not listened, but oh, love it. Love <laughs> it. So in my in my research of you guys, I um, you know try to look up everyone who, who's on the show as best I can. I, I came across a a reference to a project called the Science of Art, mm. and and I think I can quote from the article that it was disastrous. And what was the other? Oh, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I no, no, it, 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 was, it was your quote, not me. I have not seen it, so I don't know. But I was I was super curious if you guys would be willing to maybe talk about that. I think it was one of your first projects uh, together, and and I think a lot of us can relate to that. Just you know, early starting out and doing client work and sometimes it just doesn't go super well yeah it went really bad i don't know but it, it sounded great 
It was for Channel 4 and it was for a series. Yeah, it's like one of the big TV channels over here in, in yeah. the UK. And it was yeah for a TV series called The Science of Art, where they were going to basically deconstruct art and sort of figure out if you can make it scientific. Um, well, it was the, the, I think specifically it was kind of about um, effects of art on, on the brain. Uh, yeah. You know, like neurologically. Yeah. Oh, wait, mm. is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 well, effectively the brief was we had to make a sort of horror-based animation about a which young... Already, which is already completely, you know, opposite to what we were... A kind of <laughs> horror-based story make. about... Like a horror story about a young boy with an evil stepmother, effectively. And the idea was halfway through they were going to send send the work in progress to this um, crazy lab in America and they were going to show an audience and kind of record their... Reactions um, to it. Yeah, like the brain, you know, the neurological <laughs> uh, reaction to certain moments of the film and talk about kind of, um, you know, there's kind of tropes in film that trigger certain reactions like a hand slowly creeping around a door or like bugs crawling over skin or, you know, a, oh, a needle pricking uh, a finger. But, you know, from the beginning... We were like, why the hell would you do that in animation? Cause yeah, it's obviously it's... not going to work. This, this should totally be live action. I mean, it could work, but it's really, it's much harder to pull that off in animation, mm. um, especially with such a tiny budget and tiny... I guess that's it, though. They didn't have the budget to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, we had no studio at the time, so it was our first project out of the RCA. <laughs> Dave was, you know, directing at AKA. Yeah. Margo and I were working... From Dan's warehouse in uh, North London. Yeah, so that was very difficult to find as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty grotty, grotty warehouse. Of, like, just you know. full of men walking around in their boxer shorts and <laughs> pieces of toast lying around. <laughs> the aftermath of house parties. Yeah, it's a sexy place. It's a sexy place. Um, but that was the kind of location for it. And basically, it was just we just didn't do a good job at directing. I think you know if you. I haven't watched it for a long time, but if you watch it, you can clearly see who, you know, the, the character changes from scene to scene. We didn't have like a character sheet. We didn't have any sort of unified oh, no. style. Um, um, in our defense, it was also uh, the very fast turnaround. So it was basically, we had just graduated. We didn't have production experience. We didn't have a studio space together. And we were working with a massive client that we just we're quite powerless <laughs> next to. Um, mm. but, but I they, think they kind of like re-edited it at the end. And when, you know, by the time it got to the point where they had to send it off to the States, it was, you know, barely beyond an animatic. And that there was, they had to kind of, I don't know if they faked it or what, but I don't know how anyone would react to that in any way. Yeah. Uh, for their <laughs> program. So. But it wasn't successful, was it? In, in, in the, the, no. That's it. No. <laughs> Yeah. But what's funny about this project is that, you know, you would think that a disastrous project would, would, would just split the collective, right? It's like our first project yeah. together and it's a disaster. Yeah. I think it just oh, brought yeah. us together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> trial by fire, right? Yeah, trial yeah. by fire, exactly. Yeah. Outside hate. And, you know, we've, we've had more disastrous projects since, but that was certainly... <laughs> you mean yeah. it wasn't smooth sailing, no disasters ever in your entire life after that? Uh, only, right? Oh no! Yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh, go back. Delete that bit. <laughs> this bit, this yeah. bit. Yeah, it was all pretty smooth sailing from that. <laughs> we had other disastrous projects, but they were more. I don't know. They weren't so disastrous. It was more. They were more controlled explosions, <laughs> rather than uh, all out. Yeah. Or just vanishes. Just projects that vanished in the end of the production, which is painful as well. <laughs> Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, so where are you guys headed? What is what is kind of the future for Moth Collective? We have yeah. no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. You know, um, keep, on metric, we, oh, keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Truck business. <laughs> Mobile animation studio. Oh, sorry, it's so hot in here. <laughs> well, um, Dave came back from holiday today. He was in Biarritz for a week, and he said he was ready to retire and just just surf full time. So yeah. what? we're doing it. Well. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's the that's, that's the that's, that's the end of Moth. You recorded it, and yeah, well done. Right, I quit. <laughs> Good run, guys. Good run. Dan is going to start uh, 
an apple apple vine business. I'm going to import German apple vine from Frankfurt to London. That's my plan. Yeah, going to happen. And I'm going to go to a Greek island and uh, make pies. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds <laughs> great. Never speak to each other again. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, we we're really enjoying having a studio together, growing slowly. Um, as we said before, we don't even know almost what's around the corner for us, which keeps it very exciting. Yeah, keeping yeah. Mm. growing slowly, keeping small to make sure we're flexible enough to take on certain projects. Um, good times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm excited to see see where it goes. Every time uh, one of your projects pops up in my feed, I can't wait. I make everyone come around and watch. So we will we will continue to do that. Oh, thank, um, you. Well, thank you very yeah. much. We'll try and keep entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try and end each episode with the same few questions, and now I have three people to answer, uh, which is is fantastic. So the first is, uh, who is your dream client? Uh. You would have thought three people could come up with one answer. Dream client. <laughs> a client that doesn't meddle too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my dream client. Well, somebody gives you money and doesn't do anything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good Here's question. a bunch of money. Well, we've had, we've had, we've had really good clients. Yeah. Like and the, the, the global kind of the program people. Yeah. People are... People who trust us really and let us do what we do and respect our yeah I don't think we have any particular you know client that we I guess if we did we'd go after him mm-hmm. yeah. do that yeah yeah like the New York Times I mean that seems like a yeah, yeah exactly. modern love was a, exactly. a, certainly a dream you guys went after it and you got it and it turned out great <laughs> I didn't dream um, alright next question your favorite animated film oh uh, I'm a <laughs> I usually say uh, Mount Head by Koji Yamamura. It's a Japanese uh, short film. I love that short film. Mine is Night Club by Jonathan Hodgson. Uh, it was made in, uh, nine, I think it was 1989. Such an RCA film. Yep. That's one of the films that made me want to study that kind of animation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Dave. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the Man with Beautiful Eyes was one of my... My favorite. Oh, also, by also him, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zootopia. <laughs> I watched Zootopia recently. Zootopia is amazing. Oh my god, it was so good. Right. Zootopia. <laughs> Best film ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zootopia. I need to watch that. Robin again. Hood. <laughs> Wait, you guys, you guys are giving me so many. This no longer becomes the favorite if you have like ten. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question: What do the people you love think that you all do for a living. I don't know if you have any good stories of um, our, our poor relatives trying to describe to their friends what their, I don't know, granddaughter, son does for a living. Uh, I think, well, I think my father understands because he's the one who pushed me to study animation, which was oh, great. very, very yeah. fortunate. Uh, but, he did panic when I graduated and he used to call me every day and ask me, it's like, why don't you get into food photography? Or like, why don't you, well, like, why don't you design for an architecture studio or <laughs> just Ooh. anything apart from animation? <laughs> uh, no. Actually, my, my dad uh, loves that I do animation so much. He's started doing it himself. Actually, kind of did, oh, wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of did it before, but he's, he's got really into Blender. Uh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Blender and Unity. You guys going to bring him on for a project? Well, oh funny enough, I have included uh, some of his stuff in my, uh, like, a, you know, a long time ago in my nice. graduation films. Uh, some little CGI bits. That's cool. He's kind of more into, like, Viking ships and stuff. Oh. All right. Dave? I don't know. I think my, yeah, my parents. What does Big Dave? What does Big Dave think? He's, he's very, yeah, Big Dave. <laughs> 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 okay, so, so I to answer. I think basically they all kind of understand it. Yeah, we yeah. talk about it so much that so they know by now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my grandma always said she had no idea what I was doing, but that's fair. You know, that if anyone questioned it, she'd beat them up. <laughs> 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 so I believe your grandma sounds awesome. 
All right, last question, and this one's, I think, pretty obvious, but what animal did you choose for your animal eater and why? Ah, it's so lame, isn't it? Yeah. I'm in moth. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I feel like you had to. Yeah. yeah. We should have gone something crazy. Nah. It's a three-headed moth. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it's got an element of craziness to it. Yeah, three heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very very hectic and erratic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know which way to fly. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a festival with a laser coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna walk out. <laughs> Well, Daniel, Dave, and Margot, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's really it was, nice to it was talk. fun. <laughs> Thanks, man. Animal Eaters is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and created in collaboration between Identity Visuals and Gradient. To learn more about the work we're doing at Identity Visuals, check out identityvisuals.com or follow us on Twitter at Identity Visuals. And don't forget to go check out the brand new, just launched website from Gradient, gradient.is. You can also find them on Facebook or follow them on Twitter at gradient.is. That's gradient, D-O-T-I-S. And you can follow us on Twitter at Animalators. Animalators.com is another great website you should check out because there you can see the Moth Collective's Animalator and all the other incredible Animalators from previous guests who have been in our podcast. To find out more about Moth Collective and the incredible work that they do, you can head to their website, mothcollective.co.uk. The theme music to this show was written and produced by Cody Fry. Check out more of his work at codyfry.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, or you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, YouTube, really anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're into this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review or drop us a note. We always love getting your feedback, and when you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps other animators find this podcast too. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to be back in a couple weeks for another episode of Animalators. Curious conversations from the world of animation. Animalators.